0: Welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless. You're here because you want to learn about how to live a healthier life, how to live more sustainably, how to take your everyday actions and make them work for you and the planet. Sometimes it might feel like you've got this figured out and other times you probably feel lost. That's why I'm here. Together, we will learn how to live happier, healthier lives without the need to be perfect and always allowing space for a little cluelessness on this journey to living a more conscious life. On the podcast, I talk to Rissa Miller. Rissa is an editor, author, herbalist, seer, and storyteller. She is a vegan of 28 years and has participated in almost every kind of activism you can imagine. Here we go. This podcast is supported by Who Gives a Crap? Who Gives a Crap is an eco-friendly toilet paper company that donates 50% of its profits to help ensure everyone has access to clean water and a toilet within our lifetime. Who Gives a Crap has donated almost $8 U.S. million to nonprofit organizations who help provide clean water and toilets all over the world. Who Gives a Crap is delivered straight to your door with carbon neutral delivery. I love that it comes that way. I don't have to think about it. It's an automatic subscription, and I want you to try it. You can check out Who Gives a Crap and get $10 off your first order over $54 with the code CARLY10. That's C A R L Y 10, or check out the link in the show notes. So if I'm putting you on the spot right now, how do you feel right now in this moment if it were a spectrum from clueless to consciousness?
1: I would say, as usual, I would place myself in the middle. There's always more mm-hmm. to learn. There's always more to know. And I do love learning. I am a I'm an addict for classes and books and education. And at the same time, <laughs> I also love sharing education. And um, I'm, a, I'm a writer. I'm a speaker. I definitely love giving what I know and offering it to others.
0: I love that. I love the knowing that you are a student and a teacher. I relate to that too. I just, Mm -hmm. I keep wanting to learn all the new things and then am the person who's, have you heard about this? (laughs) Absolutely. You know, I think No matter where you are on your
1: path, there's someone ahead of you and someone behind you. So it's important Mm. to remain open and also to keep sharing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so true. So you are a food editor for Vegan Journal. I am. That's right. I'm actually the
1: magazine's senior editor.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay, I'm sorry. I think I looked at an old bio and then... (laughs) saw that when you emailed me, I was like, oh, she's actually the senior editor, which is an important title switch, I apologize.
1: Oh, no worries at all. And yeah, I wear many hats for the publication, but I was part of the team responsible for taking it from vegetarian journal, which it had been for over 30 years, to vegan journal at the beginning of last year. The publication is 40 years old and it has only had vegan content for most of that time, but did not go by the name vegan until just recently. So I'm very proud of that switch. And I think it's it's a distinction worth noting.
0: I thank you so much for sending some of these over. It was so fun to look through. It's always not only, of course, for food and everything else, but it's always just so fun to see other people's stories, how mm-hmm. other people are... Getting on in this non vegan world. So it's really a lovely publication.
1: It is. And it's great that it does share the recipes and food and ways to incorporate more vegan and plant based foods into your world. But it does have scientific updates and stories of activists. And yeah, it really runs the spectrum.
0: I really loved that specifically the science, the update on the (laughs) science, because there's not a lot of vegan journals doing that or publications in the same way that are really popular like keeping up to date on the science and that's so cool and so needed and in a way that is digestible so you don't feel like you need a medical degree. Right.
1: Yeah, we are very lucky to have Dr. Reed Mangels who does that and she is really excellent at digesting a huge medical write-up and making it accessible to an average
0: reader. I really did feel that. So I that appreciated. <laughs> so absolutely, you have been vegan for quite some time. Yes, and 28 would, years. <laughs> 28 years. I would yeah. love to hear about that journey and how did that start?
1: I had always wanted to be vegetarian mm-hmm. and I mostly because I loved animals. I was the little girl that was putting peanut butter on pine cones out in the yard And when it hit me that those were the animals I was eating, the same animals that I loved, not necessarily the ones in the yard, but still, I didn't know how to do it. Almost 30 years ago, vegetarian wasn't common, never mind vegan. And those were just words that didn't circulate in my world. There right. were a few vegetarian girls in my high school. People made fun of them mercilessly. I remember boys throwing lunch meat at them, just awful things. And I already didn't fit in like most people feel about high school. I didn't want to do anything to make myself weirder. But when I was 20, I got really sick. I have an autoimmune disorder. And one suggestion made to me by a dietitian was she's you could try this extreme total vegetarian diet, which was a common way at the time to describe veganism. Mm -hmm. And I got well. And it made a huge change in my life. And it felt like it was so much part of my path because I already wanted to go that way.
0: Yeah. And
1: working within that framework, I was given books and resources that made it possible for me to understand the right way to go about it. And it, it was actually super carb heavy, which isn't stylish today, but it it definitely changed my life. It changed my health. It, it became a more complicated thing over the course of years to control my autoimmune disorder because stress became mm. a factor. Mm-hmm. But I will say that the plant-based diet, the vegan diet, not only fit my heart and my ethics, but it suits my body perfectly. And I understand that not everybody feels that way. But, right. for me, after almost thirty years, I don't feel tired. My skin looks amazing for being almost fifty. I have always been just naturally trim. I have plenty of energy. I don't get a lot of brain fog unless I'm exhausted from overwork. I would say that this way of both living and eating has truly supported optimal health for me.
0: Wow, that's really lovely. And I appreciate you sharing that story because I also fell into the vegan world officially because of my own health first and Mm -hmm. figuring out some things personally. And I think that there are people who think they need to maybe learn about this for some bigger reason. And those are beautiful and they'll probably come because it's a domino effect, but if you're starting with your health, that's a great place to start because it's really important.
1: It is. And you know, all the good that anybody wants to put out into the world, you have to have your health first. You have to have the time and energy to devote to the causes you care about, whether they're animals or environment or whatever else it might be that moves you. You have to feel well enough to do it. So taking care of yourself is one of the first important steps for any activist.
0: Yes, it is so true. And I've continued to learn that message as I move through this journey, not only saying that, but practicing what I preach. Mm-hmm.
1: It's important. And that's another a shift that many people have to make to not run yourself ragged physically, to eat well, to or eat as well as you, you can within your resources, to take the, a walk every day. Some of these things are small, but their impact is huge.
0: Yeah, they really are. And you see the impact when they're not in your life after you've gotten used to those habits and you feel so out of sorts.
1: Yep, absolutely. I would not describe my diet as whole food plant-based. That is a very strict regimen. I did it for seven years. And I would say that I like to eat whole food plant-based. It is not always within my time frame. It mm-hmm. is not always practical for me, especially because I only cook for myself, making large quantities of food. Sometimes that's just not practical, but I do try to eat a salad every day. I, I do try to make most of my food. Now, On the flip side of that, you have to balance it. I do enjoy going out to eat, supporting restaurants that are offering vegan yeah. options. I think that one of the most important ways vegan vo- vegans vote is with their money. If you go out and you support vegan options in restaurants and you support vegan businesses, they'll thrive. There'll be Mm -hmm. more of them. If you don't, they won't. That's, it's really a simple equation. You have to do your activism with economics as well.
0: So you're 20, you go vegan and you're starting to appreciate the diet and the lifestyle. Was it early on that you thought this is something that needs to also be a part of my career and my work? Oh, that wasn't a possibility initially. <laughs> yeah,
1: that that wasn't something that even came up as an opportunity until much later in life. I was a journalist initially. I have been a commercial photographer and journalist for many years. And I would say that there were volunteer opportunities early on but not as many career opportunities. As veganism has grown, as the movement has grown for all the reasons, there have become more and more professional spaces for vegans to do vegan work and more vegan businesses, more vegan restaurants, more vegan businesses, period. I even see vegan soap shops now. I can think of more than one. It's really exciting to see these changes happening. And I can tell you that 28 years ago, asking someone for vegan soap was saying, do you know where I can find Bigfoot? It simply wasn't a thing. And now you can buy vegan leather shoes. It's been a long journey for veganism. I can definitely say that when I first started using that word, people didn't know it nobody was familiar with it. Mm. My friends weren't familiar with it. My professional colleagues weren't familiar with it. I had to stop and explain what it was to be vegan. And so many people went, that doesn't sound healthy. That doesn't sound safe. It's so extreme. I didn't feel that way. It felt like a natural fit for me. Mm -hmm. And I never was the person who wanted to explain to someone why they were wrong. I thought, let me live my life and prove you wrong.
0: That's a great strategy and mindset to have early on because I've talked to numerous guests that have, we've almost commiserated about the like angry vegan phase. Yeah. When you wake up to that part of the world and you're just like, why is nobody listening to me? I have the answers actually. So, but it, you have to evolve past that. In some ways, not that anger isn't right or isn't valid and can't be used in productive ways, but telling people what they should do, it turns out, doesn't really work.
1: No, it's not an effective strategy. (laughs) Not in any part of life, actually.
0: That's another important lesson to continue to learn. So when did you start working with The Vegan Journal?
1: I started initially in college. I took some pictures for them. And then I was just a subscriber and reader of the magazine for probably decades. Then a few years back, maybe seven or eight at this point, I started taking pictures for them again. And then in 2018, I signed on as the senior editor and took on a lot more responsibility
0: for the publication. That's incredible. And what a full circle moment to have taken pictures for them in college. And then here you are.
1: Yeah, it was it was a really cool thing. And it's interesting how in life, sometimes the groundwork you lay years ahead, you don't know what it's going to be. And you don't know how things are going to evolve. I always tell people don't burn bridges, leave situations with grace. And recognize that even sometimes challenges are simply learning opportunities. And I've left difficult situations in my life. I've tried to always move forward with grace. And it wasn't difficult moving in and out of this situation because it's a great magazine and a great company. They are a 501c3, and they're really committed to um, the vegan cause. Working with them has always been a pleasure.
0: And I bet not only having been a reader, but even being a part of the team for eight years, just in the last few years... Things are rapidly changing and to be a part of a publication like this in that vegan world, I imagine you get to really see and witness in a way that we might not all be paying attention to of how quickly things are changing and have a pulse on that. That must be, you can tell me a little bit overwhelming, but also pretty fascinating. It's exciting,
1: actually. I don't feel overwhelmed. I'm not going to lie. I never thought we would see this day. I never thought we'd see a day when you can go into almost any Burger King in the country and get a vegan burger. I'm happy it's here. I didn't know that I would live to see it and we're living in it. It's real. And I am excited for what the future can bring. I'm 48 years old. And I think a lot of people who are in generations younger than me see the value in eating more plant-based. And even if they're not fully vegan, they embrace a lot more plant food. They embrace plant-based cleaners. They embrace plant-based clothing. And they understand that we are the stewards of the earth we're not here to take advantage of it. We're here to care for it. And if we don't, it won't care for us in return. And when you
0: say that we have to just pause when you say that it's so seemingly simple, right? Right. Like it's such a baseline understanding of how the world works. Sorry. I just have to pause on that. Cause it's like, when we say these things out loud, oh yeah, it turns out that Mm -hmm. you have to take care of the earth. So it takes care of you. And for some of us it's, oh yeah. (laughs)
1: there's no such thing as a limitless physical resource and even think about it in the terms of your own life you're going to run out of toothpaste right and if there's no more there's no more that's a silly example but within the context of the larger planet of our species we have to take care of the water. We have to take care of the land. We have to take care of the animals and the insects that we share this planet with because we all rely on each other. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people get this tunnel vision where they don't understand that there is interconnectedness, that everything, everything we rely on, the materials to build our homes, to fuel our vehicles, to eat, to feed our beloved pets, it all comes from the planet mm-hmm. at the source. And if we don't take care of it, there's gonna be a major problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a nice way to put it.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be a real big challenge for humanity. And I think that when you watch a movie that's about the environment, it becomes overwhelming. Mm. You think I have to do all these environmental things, I have to get a different car, I have to rebuild my house, I have to XYZ. It, it's you know. <laughs> decision can I make differently today without having to buy a new car what one decision can I make differently today without putting a new roof on my house with solar panels like it doesn't have those things are great I drive a Prius but I didn't always it's a place I arrived at gradually I didn't have the kind of budget to just go get a new car and most people don't if you do great If you don't do what you can, can you make one decision differently? This is a little thing I do. I'm a big tea drinker. I drink Mm -hmm. a lot of tea. I like to take, I don't have compost where I live, but I do have a garden. So I can take my tea bag when it's done and put that into my garden. It nourishes the garden. It's not in a landfill. It's not a huge thing, but it's one small decision that I can make that is benefiting the earth. It's not causing more landfill waste and it's actually helping my garden where I grow food and I grow flowers for pollinators and it becomes a better part of the system. But it's a little choice. Each day we all can make these same little choices.
0: I really appreciate that reminder too because it can get really overwhelming Mm -hmm. and feel like why try honestly like why even start because there's so much I should be doing I'm so behind whatever it is so those reminders of the everyday things that actually can make a difference does start to shift your mindset because then you start to notice things out maybe at a restaurant or you start to see things a little differently like it starts with one thing and it's so cliche. I can almost guarantee you it'll lead to more awareness and more habits that you'll be doing that you never would have thought you were.
1: Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of people get that overwhelm initially and the sadness that comes. There's definitely a sadness when you find out that climate change is real, that it is affecting everything. And I know for me, it lasted for weeks. That the sadness, the overwhelm, there's nothing I can do that will matter. Everything I do can matter. And I try to incorporate that into every decision I make. I don't have a solar panel roof. Maybe someday I can work that out. Until I get there, I can make small decisions that accumulate and build up to be a bigger impact from me personally. Yes, I'm vegan. Yes, I drive a hybrid and those are probably bigger contributions but i would have done those things anyway and i mostly use clothes now i almost never mm-hmm. buy anything new and the same with furnishings and things around my house i try as much as possible not to support the need for something new to be manufactured for me it's not a perfect system some of my vegan cheese comes in plastic that's not recyclable i don't need it every day i do the best i can
0: At this point in my sustainability journey, I have tried lots of products. Plain Products is a clear winner not only with their product, but their mission to eliminate single-use plastic from the bathroom. Offering a line of toxin-free personal care products, Plain Products come in aluminum bottles that can be sent back and refilled time after time. Seriously, it's so cool. All of the products are vegan, non-GMO, cruelty-free, biodegradable, color-safe, and free of parabens, sulfates, and toxins. So it's good for the body and the planet. Get 20% off your first order of Plain Products with code CARLY20 at plainproducts.com. That's C-A-R-L-Y 2-0. Get sustainably clean today. This podcast is supported by Parade Underwear. Parade believes that the materials that touch your skin should be as comfortable as possible wherever life takes you. That's why their styles come in a large range of fabrics, from seamless universal that disappears under clothes to cozy waffles plush comfort that keep you comfy on every occasion. Parade understands that everyone deserves to express themselves however they choose, because we're all unique. And Parade knows that there's no Parade without our planet. They strive to make all of their products from reclaimed, recycled, responsible, renewable, or regenerative materials. This is really a win-win-win. I love Parade. I've been wearing them for a while now, and I can't recommend them enough. And of course, we love the mission. Use code consciously.carly for 20% off your first order. That's C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-L-Y dot C-A-R-L-Y, consciously.carly. Enjoy your new undies. And when we're doing this work, I think it's easy to miss the taking care of yourself part, right? When you're so worried about taking care of the world. So your energy is so lovely and so positive. How do you stay positive when you're feeling that overwhelm or when you watch something that may feel that doom scrolling or whatever it is yeah. what practices do you have that keep you grounded in that space
1: i absolutely love being outside i mm-hmm. i have to say though it it came from a dog <laughs> my most recent dog he passed away last summer from cancer he made me fall i know it it was a loss on many levels not just my mm-hmm. companion but he taught me to walk off the path literally mm. He had, he came from a situation where he'd been a wild dog and he didn't understand the need to walk on a path in the woods. And (laughs) because of him, I learned that I didn't need to either. That was my choice. When I fall into any sadness, it used to be that he and I would just go out for a walk and we always called them, I called them our adventures, but he taught me that there's so much more to see off the path. And to this day, I still love walking off the path because of him. Obviously not trespassing, but...
0: (laughs) That's like good clarification. Good
1: clarification there for anyone who's... I've always wanted to explore my neighbor's property. Not that.
0: I wondered who that lady was in my backyard last week. Exactly. On an adventure. (laughs) But more... This is another dog barking right now.
1: Yes. So if Speaking you, if you hear it, if you hear it, I probably, thats actually my roommate's dog. But I think that just getting regrounded, and for me, that's being outside. It is now walking off the path and exploring the plants and the life that grow beyond the edge of the forest way, and really seeing the miraculousness—is that a word—of nature. It is now. <laughs> I feel like I've met so many plants and trees Mm. and insects and birds in this way that I otherwise would never have had knowledge of or would have just known in passing. In fact, because of this habit of walking off the path, I have studied foraging. I have 500 hours of study in foraging. And yeah, and I... I know these plants now. I yeah. understand their habitat. I know who likes to grow next to who. I know what it's a sign of when something isn't quite right in the forest or there are more shrubberies than there should be in the tall trees. The grounding. It is. And these things are all messages from nature. They are ways that they, the plants are communicating with us what their needs are, what their wishes are, what we're doing. And it is a fascinating language to learn. So whenever I'm watching the news and I get down because we're going to go cut down more national forests to harvest or any number of other things, I find my way back to the forest. I find my way back into nature and I get grounded again. And unless there's poison ivy, sometimes I do like to do actual earthing, which is where you take your shoes off and like literally connect with the earth. Are you familiar with earthing? Mm-hmm. Yes. And if I'm in a situation where I can't do that right away, I will even go into a city park and just sit under a tree or sit and look at somebody's garden. And it always brings me back to remembering that no matter what people empowered do, we're still all connected and that they have their reasons, their understanding or their lack of understanding and that only by extending compassion can I find peace within myself and move forward in any way that's going to be effective.
0: I just want to like copy paste that, or maybe I'll just start giving you a call when I'm feeling (laughs) down because your positive energy is palpable and is so beautiful. So thank you for sharing that.
1: Thank you for saying that. That was very kind.
0: Yeah. And so I think for a lot of people, when you not only are maybe going vegan, but you are getting excited about plants and diving into the environment and again, those, that domino effect, you start to see plants as healers in such different Mm -hmm. ways. And I know that's some of your work as well in, in teas and divination. And I would love to hear a little bit about that because I have Lots of interest in that arena as well. And I would love to hear how you got interested in that space and what work you do in that world. So my
1: interest in plants literally goes back to childhood. A million years ago, roughly, my parents, (laughs) give or take take, a few decades ago, my parents (laughs) took me on a trip to New England and we saw a place that was literally a cottage surrounded by an herb garden. And my full name is Nerissa. And the woman who tended this place and who ran this little herbal paradise, her name was also Nerissa. Wow. I haven't met very many I've never heard that name. Yeah. It's actually from mythology. And I have only met two other Nerissas in my whole life besides her. Wow. But I remember I could still see parts of her home, even though I was a really little kid. This was more than 40 years ago. I could still see parts of her home and garden like I was just there. And something about it truly spoke to me. My parents always gardened. They've always grown herbs and food and flowers. So I grew up in that environment. But it clicked that early in the game. And when I was originally diagnosed with my autoimmune disorder, after I was well enough, I went to an herbalist. They weren't around like they are now. I had to actually go to another state to find one, but I did. And I found an herbalist. I said, I would rather treat this proactively with plant medicine than with a bunch of pharmaceuticals that have side effects, literally that were terrifying to me, Mm -hmm. like leukemia. Like that's not a Mm -hmm. side effect I want to deal with in my medicine. So I made new friends like chamomile and turmeric and lavender, and I learned a lot about plants for my specific condition. Over the years, I also used the services of an acupuncturist, of chakra balancing, and all of these things definitely played a role for me. They all made a difference in my life and it helped me pivot my own health and my own way of seeing the world. So yes, herbs have always been part of my path. And it has only been in the past few years that I resumed seriously studying both foraging and herbal medicine. I just completed my herbal medicine class and got my entry level guild membership.
0: Wow. I'm still
1: at the beginning of that. Doing it part time, it takes a while it's okay. And I'm totally good with it. And I did the foraging track first because I wanted to know the plants immediately around me. I didn't want to necessarily have to import plants from another part of the world. Now, yes, when you're thinking about plants from other parts of the world, there's some that that they're unique in what they do as medicine. Right. You can't find another. But there are lots of great plants that people call weeds in the United States. Mm -hmm. And we spend a lot of money on things like Roundup, which is my opinion is that it's a nightmare.
0: I agree. You can say that. It's an absolute nightmare.
1: (laughs) To kill these weeds that are actually food plants and medicine. It's ironic that a lot of times the things people are killing are things that could save them money on their expensive groceries that could, Mm -hmm. that could help with their sleeplessness that could help with their GI troubles that could even Mm -hmm. help with their heart or their urinary tract system. And instead they choose to kill them. With chemicals
0: that are making those things worse.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I actually find a lot of beauty in things like dandelions. Mm -hmm. I think they are a fantastic plant and literally every part of it is useful. What not to love. You know, Um, people spend all this time tending their beautiful roses and spraying them with goodness knows what. When really that rose, the leaves and the flowers and the rose hips could be healing them and they could be in return healing that plant by not spraying it with all that crap. But it is an ironic situation we find ourselves in. And I fully believe that the plants are here as allies, that we evolved together. We're supposed to work together and when plants are taken in consideration with the role they play for wildlife, with the role they play for insects, and then this year I'm going to start studying mushrooms. I've already been reading about how mushrooms and related species help trees talk to each other. It's
0: incredible, right? It's amazing. It's It's amazing. amazing. It's otherworldly, but it's our world.
1: It is. It does sound like science fiction, Mm -hmm. And yet it is completely solid science for those who believe science is solid, And Ah. I happen to be one of them. So I am excited to see where this particular year takes me in my studies. And I, I truly believe that everything we need is already here without altering it so dramatically.
0: I interviewed a nutritionist who's based out of the UK, Jeffrey Bodie. Or a blogger, he's great, and I and had him back on to specifically talk about the healing power of mushrooms, and in terms of chaga and lion's mane yes. and things like that. But then also psychedelics and the and research with that as well. There's so much to cover. I'm excited to see where that journey takes you as well. It's a lot to learn.
1: It is. Yeah. And yeah. Each time I begin one of these new units in a plant medicine study, I think oh, it's so much, but then it turns out not feeling that way once I'm in it. It's just exciting and fun. I love the feeling of connection with the planet when I walk Mm -hmm. anywhere and I know what I'm looking at or I'm thinking, oh, I know that plant is related to mint because it has a square stem or any number of things that help you to identify what's around you. And it feels more like a friend and less like a, what is that weed? it definitely has a completely different vibe when you know yeah. what you're looking at and you have an understanding of that plant's life
0: that's beautiful oh i love that it'll be really fun to follow your journey and see what things like you're bringing into the work you're already doing that's always so fun when you're when you do classes like this too you know how it bleeds into mm-hmm. all the work yeah. it'll be so fun and magical
1: I watched in the past two years as groceries became more and more expensive, and I started eating more and more weeds out of my garden. And I thought everybody else is busy killing these when they could save them literally hundreds of dollars.
0: Yeah, it's such a good point, too. And again, it's all connected, right? Mindset shift in terms of how we view food, how we view what the earth can do for us. And it all really does continue to come back. I say this, I think at nauseam at this point on social media and other places, if you have a passion, I will, I can find a way it's connected to the environment and plant based right. eating. And like, there is nothing at this point that is disconnected from these issues.
1: I agree because we all have to live on the planet.
0: <laughs> they haven't found a way off yet. No, although they're <laughs> not for lack of trying, Right, like, I'll burn <laughs> this one down. Let's find a new one. This,
1: on a related but slightly sidestep, I got to see William Shatner speak last year. He was the original Captain Kirk in Star Trek. And And he he went up
0: on that flight.
1: Yes. And when he did his talk, his takeaway was that even in his 90s, after everything he's seen and done in his life, he never felt as empty and alone as when he got to space. And he mentioned about how when he looked down at the earth, he deeply felt that humans in general were missing the boat. They were missing its beauty. They were missing the incredible life that is here, that we share on this planet together. And he said this much more poignantly than I am, but his big takeaway was space is not the answer. That we need to work together collectively and save our planet so we can continue to be here and not look to jump ship. He said there was nothing out there. He said it was dark and empty, and it made his heart feel like frightened when he thought of people trying to live in that complete vast darkness. And uh, to hear that from literally, Captain Kirk from a man in his nineties who's seen so much life and experienced so many things was deeply moving. And I wish that everyone could have heard him say it.
0: Yeah. I remember watching the video of him immediately after landing. Yep, And it made me quite emotional to see again, what you're saying this man who has seen more things than I can even imagine in his life so humbled and so taken aback by the experience in such a profound way. I want everyone to hear that talk. And then I was like, how do we get everyone a ride up to space real quick so we can have some perspective? I think that you
1: make a great point, Carly. It is that a lot of people lose perspective. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: it's so easy when you're like chugging along in life to think, oh, X, Y, Z thing matters immensely. And really, it won't matter in five days. We're in a capitalist
0: system that makes us believe
1: that too, right? Absolutely. And I think of so many things in my life that I was completely twisted over when they were going on. And literally within weeks, they were an echo in my mind. They didn't matter at all. That's another way I find peace, by the way. Mm -hmm. I try to step back and find my perspective. And when they teach you perspective in art class, everybody's probably had like basic perspective somewhere in high school art or something. You're drawing these lines and something looks far away or looks very close. And the reality is that all you have to do is shift that paper and the perspective has changed again. Yes. You know, it, it will always shift. It will always change. And I think that being open to the change is critical.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That is really beautiful. Being open to the change is I think most of the battle, right? Because it's like you said, there's so many things already here. We have what we need within us in this place. So it's just like being open to that, trusting Mm -hmm. that. And it sounds, again, it sounds like, Ooh, and corny and cliche sometimes, but maybe that's okay. Right. Maybe we need a return to those simple things and those grounding practices because whatever we're doing ain't working. I feel
1: what a lot of people miss is the way that we're living feels unnatural to us as a species. And yeah, it's really easy to make fun of someone who hugs trees or who walks around with no shoes, or it's easy to say, oh, you're vegan. What do you eat? Bark? Maybe. But the reality is that... those things feel okay to us as a species. It feels better to hug a dog than it feels to hug a computer. Think about it for a second. We're losing the connection to each other and to the planet. And it's interesting. Like I still walk, even though I lost my dog and I see people walking along with one or two dogs or their children. And they're looking at a phone. Now, I immediately feel like I want to judge. And then I think, oh, maybe they're talking to someone about something important. But to me, there would be nothing more important than walking along with my dog. Spending that time breathing the air, looking at the world around me, smiling at people I walk by. It's one of the simplest joys of life. And I wouldn't Mm -hmm. want to miss it to look at my phone. I can look Mm -hmm. at my phone all the time. (laughs) It's always available. Mm -hmm. The time, those years I spent with my dog were limited. And even the time you spend with a particular plant is probably limited. So, you know, when you're walking along and daffodils are out, take it in. They only are here for a few weeks and then you won't see them again for another year. So I think that whole process of being present helps restore
0: our connection. Yes. Restoring the connection. Absolutely. Is there anything you want to share with listeners that I haven't given you space to do so? Can I talk about how to get the magazine?
1: Please do. All right. So our newest edition of the magazine, I will hold it up here. It actually has an article about foraging. And yeah, yep. These gorgeous pancakes are made with foraged things. Yeah. And go to VRG.org. It is the parent company, vegetarian resource group that owns Vegan Journal. And then right at the top, there is Vegan Journal. You can
0: click there and subscribe. Perfect. And then if people want to check out your work, how can people follow along or get a hold of you? I have
1: a personal website at Tea and Smoke, like tea that you drink and smoke from burning sage kind of smoke. So, smoke.com.
0: Perfect. I will put all that in the show notes so people can get a hold of you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This was really lovely. I so appreciate you sharing your time with me.
1: I appreciate you having me on the show. And I hope that some of the experiences and perspective that I offered today are useful
0: to your listeners. Thanks for listening to another episode of Consciously Clueless. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe, share with your friends, put it on social media. Don't forget to tag me. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods, leave a review. Reviews and shares help more people to see the podcast and join in on the fun. If you want to make sure to stay up to date on future episodes, follow me at Consciously Carly on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Pinterest, and head to consciouslycarly.com to sign up for the newsletter. Ready for more Conscious Living content? Check out patreon.com slash consciouslycarly and join the exclusive community over there. And finally, if you're ready to take better care of yourself and the world, let's work together. Click the link in the show notes to head to the website, find out more, and schedule a free discovery call with me. Chat soon. Whether you're following a plant-based diet and looking for high-quality, clean label protein, maybe you're managing severe allergies, Perhaps you're committed to eating food that's good for you and the planet. At Joy, they believe everyone has the right to take control of what they consume. After all, in a chaotic world, the way we nourish our bodies is one of the few things we do have power over. Joy was born from the shared goal of creating high-quality, delicious, and sustainable plant milk. Concentrates of these different plant-based milks, options like cashew or hemp, are perfect for making a glass or using in a recipe. Get 10% off your order with code CONSCIOUSLYCARLY. That's C O N S C I O U S L Y C A R L Y. Consciously Carly for 10% off your order at Joy. Add some joy to your diet.